Welcome to season two of the Get Out of Teaching podcast presented by Larksong Enterprises. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diakos. On the show, we'll look at the who, what, where, why, when, and how of moving out of your education career and into a life you love. In this season, we'll meet ex-teachers who have taken their hobbies and passions from outside of education and created a new career for themselves. We'll talk to people who can support and inspire us as we make the transition and work on identifying the legacy we want to leave in the world. So come along for the ride as we get out of teaching. Episode 19. Hi everyone and welcome to the show. On today's show, I'm very pleased to be interviewing Dale Ringen. Hi Dale, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on Elizabeth. I'm excited to join you today. Excellent. So tell us Dale, what got you into teaching in the first place? Oh, it's pretty simple Elizabeth. I was a, uh, I grew up as a country kid. I loved my sport. I played a lot of sport when I was at uh, secondary school. Unfortunately, I didn't really work that hard at my schooling. I worked really hard at my sport. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, okay, um, phys ed, that sounds pretty good. PE teaching, sounds all right. Didn't quite work hard enough to get into PE teaching, so I got into primary teaching to start with, okay. with a PE major. Right, so I guess the other option would have been to study physical education or something like that and then do your teaching, like your secondary teaching qualification. Is that what Yeah, well, I, I planned to... Uh, do a year of primary and then move across to PE, so secondary PE course, the degree. Uh, but again, I, I didn't. I had too good a time in first year at uni, pretty much. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't work hard enough. All right, but you obviously passed your degree, so you, you ended up as a teacher. So whereabouts up. were? You, where did you start your career? Oh, I um, I finished my degree, and uh, for the first term had no job and I remember sitting down with my parents and saying I've just wasted four years what the hell have I been doing like I can't even get a job out of a four-year degree they tell me they're looking for male teachers everywhere and then an opportunity popped up in a little place called Dimbula which is uh, just out of Horsham uh, about half an hour out of Horsham and I was a bit excited about that because it's uh, that's Sorry, the home just stop there for a second you're gonna have to give us a mental map here for our international listeners Oh, okay. A mental map. All right. So we're talking about four hours northwest of Melbourne. Okay. So you're really quite isolated in Dimbora. Tiny little plus. Yeah. We're, talk, we're talking less than 200 kids at the school, probably 150 kids. So, so isolated. And uh, there's, I was excited for that because it was the hometown of one of my sporting heroes, one of my Aussie rule sporting heroes, that area. So uh, I took that job and went there for nine months. Uh, three terms and they couldn't offer me anything that was solid until school went back basically so I was going to be I was without a job for six weeks no money so uh, that led me to saying no sorry and moving back to my hometown and then getting a, a, a job the following year to here where I'm in Geelong now which is on the coast about an hour southwest of Melbourne. Right. Okay. So, so you left the country position because they were going to keep you there for the school holidays, but you wouldn't have been able to pay your rent. No, no money, no moolah. They said, we, we, we'll have you back. You know, the, the other guy's got to come back for one day before he can retire. We can't pay anything. Right. 
Sorry. It's yeah. the, real estate, the real estate agent needs his money. No deal. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So then uh, how long did you teach once you got back to Geelong and what year levels were you teaching? Yeah, so I came back and I was fortunate to get a position, which, which was what I was looking for. That was, uh, Dimble was a grade five, six position, but I really wanted to teach PE. So I was fortunate enough to get a position in Geelong teaching PE and art which was an interesting combination. And I know you've got that background. And I was fantastic. I think I've told you this before. I was unbelievable at the primary colours. Unbelievable at teaching primary colours. But um, that was about as far as my artistic skills went. So uh, I threw myself into the PE position pretty heavily and did a lot with sort of sport in and around the area, the district as well, and took on other leadership positions with that. So not just the PE role. And how long were you doing that for? Uh, nine years. I taught for nine years. Yep. So uh, with a, oh, yeah. I always had in my head, for some reason, I don't actually know why, but I always, and I told all the friends that I've worked, you know, gone to uni with 10 years. That's it. That's, that's all you see me do. I don't know what I'll be doing after that, but 10 years will be it for teaching for me. And so that was true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did it in less than that. I did it in nine years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was 42 when I started teaching, like my first job, I was 42. And like my colleagues were laughing at me because they said, uh, at this school, such a big school, you don't get a birthday cake until you hit your zero birthday, which for me would have been 50. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not still going to be here when I'm 50. And then at 49, I was still there and I was like, whoa, what is happening? I need to do something about this. So like you, I had this plan of, I don't think this is at least that particular school. I wasn't necessarily going to still be there. Um, yep. And uh, I nearly was, but I actually uh, took some leave just before I turned 50. So I managed to um, segue into another, um, another sort of para-education, not-for-profit and got yep. out that way. So, um, okay, so then you, so you'd actually already decided to leave before you even started. Yeah, yeah, I had in my mind 10 years. I guess I had a, an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. My, my father and my parents had owned small businesses. So I guess business was kind of in my veins a little bit, um, but I, I didn't know how, I didn't know where that was gonna come. I just had in my mind, I'd, I'd sort of done some things in teaching, I guess, that were a bit entrepreneurial, um, you know, on a, on a sporting level. So I, I kind of had a taste for it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I just really didn't know which, which path I was going to head down. Okay, so you get to the end of your ninth year and you say, I'm not coming back. And so were you scared? Um, no, I wasn't really scared. I'd, I'd been sort of backed into a corner by a principal where she literally gave me an overnight decision, you know, either you're back doing this for us next year or you're back doing that next year. That's it. These are your choices. I want to know tomorrow. And so I, I had to make a decision. And then over the, the school holidays or the summer holidays, I thought more and more about it and, and touched base with the next boss that I'd had, who'd been my, my first boss at the school here in Geelong, to get his perspective. And I, and I thought, you know, this is not right. This doesn't feel right, this decision. So um, when I told her the first day going back, you know, she said to me, well, what about your career? And I said, well, it's my career. What are you worried about? You know, it's my career. So... Mm -hmm. I wasn't fearful because I just knew I was moving to something better so, and, and doing little entrepreneurial things, I guess, along the way um, had already given me a taste for the fact that, okay, this, this is possible. And my wife was supportive and we didn't have kids at that stage. So um, there wasn't too right. much. To fear. So somewhere in that nine years, you got yourself married as well. 
yes, I went that and got, got married, yes, along the way. And uh, yeah, and so and Jody, my wife, had said to me, you know, okay, I'll back you in. Um, I guess, you know, financially, maybe I was uncertain to a degree, but I didn't know what I didn't know about finance and what was, you know, really what, was, what could be earned and how to look at money. So I was pretty naive, really. Mm, okay. Well, that's kind of, in some ways, that's good because then you weren't afraid. No, no. <laughs> No, I just knew that just knew that where I was wasn't the place that I wanted to be, and that 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 was something better for me, and there was something more that I could do, and you know, I could have a greater impact. Mm. So, so you made that decision. You got back to school, and you said, "What did you?" So you went back to school the following year. Yep. And then what happened? Uh, first day back, no kids, staff meeting. Uh, Principals got up and said, now Dale's going to be in charge of uh, grade five sixes and he's going to do da-da-da-da-da. And, and uh, I had to sit there and sort of just smile. And then said, uh, in the breaks, I said, can I just have a word to you in your office? Uh, I said, uh, I'm, I'm not sticking around. I'm, I'm going back to part-time. Um, and uh, I need you to facilitate that. And, and if you can, uh, I want out of here as well. I want out of the school altogether. Uh, and I need you to help me with that. Because wow. I'm, I'm finished here. Wow. And was that because of the ultimatum that that was the tipping point? Yeah, a little bit. I'd, I'd had uh, so I'd had the year, the previous principal had given me a lot of responsibility. She gave me a lot of leadership opportunities. She promoted me probably even above my band as well. And you know, sort of an up and coming leader. I loved that. I thrived on that. It suited my personality type. And then. She moved on. Next principal came in, and that principal took away a lot of those responsibilities, and um, we just clashed. We butted heads, and I'm so glad of it. I'm, I'm grateful for um, for what I learned in that period because mm. I learned a lot about dealing with people from the way that I, I worked with her, and about leadership and leading people as well through uh, through I guess a bit of pain, but it, it really did steer me down that path of you know what I want to be uh, running my own show. I want to be you know doing it my way and not feel yeah. hamstrung. Okay, so what are you doing now then? Or what, what what happened next? Maybe that's the best question. Yeah, I guess through through what I through the networks that I developed, um, opportunities appeared, which, and ironically, they were still within education as well, Elizabeth. So uh, I had a, a guy I worked closely with who was at a school. He had a concept for an idea of a, a fitness event that could be done in school, similar to like a like an athletic day, but all based around fitness. So I, I pursued that with him. I had another principal that I knew that said, hey, listen, I need some after-school programs running. Can you come in and get them going? And so I pursued that, and that was sort of all before um, that became a government-funded program. So I was running that as a, as a business. I had a couple of schools that were I subcontracted myself out to as a PE teacher and I just went in, taught and went home. And oh, uh, nice. if they needed, they need reports written or anything like that. I said that that will cost you more essentially, you know, this is my fee. And if you want me, I'll come in, I'll send you an invoice and I'll go home. End of the day. This is the program. So I was sort of doing little bits and pieces and they were all through the networks that I developed uh, and then I had another principal that again through the networks and he said, listen, I want to get my staff a little healthier. Can you help me, Dale? I need someone to do some sort of training with them, some fitness work with them. Um, and I wasn't qualified in that area, but I did have a guy working for me that was. So I put him in and thought, mm, maybe I should be, maybe I should get the qualification as a PT. You know, maybe I should know what he knows at least hmm. rather than just being the employer, you know. And so I went and got qualified as a PT and 
started uh, so that's personal that. trainer for the uninitiated yeah. and so what did yeah. what did that involve like what what qualifications what what was the process that you went on and yeah that? it wasn't wasn't too taxing i think it was you know every monday night you know nine till well eight till ten or something like that over 12 weeks got me a qualification um that said i was a personal trainer so, so it was an academic qualification like at tafe or something yeah, more like that TAFE level, more like that, that sort of level, you know, not, okay. nothing, and, to, nothing tertiary. And did you need to do, um, like, did they need to see you in action? Was there any kind of practical aspect to that? Yeah, it was pretty practical, but it was pretty much, you know, going through all the units, ticking the boxes at the end, you know, here's, here's your certification, which means you now can be insured and, you know, you can put that label above your head that says you're a personal trainer. So nowadays what I do uh, is I'm uh, a weight loss coach and I'm an online personal trainer. So I do a lot of my stuff online now. Right, yeah. So I know that you're a weight loss coach because um, that's how we've connected. So um, Dale and I, just full disclosure for the audience, um, I put a post in the local business group. I'm looking for people to interview for the podcast who were ex-teachers. And Dale um, stalked me a few times um, after I was doing a live, after I did boot camp with my gym, I was doing a live in the, on the Oval afterwards. And he, he sent me some little comments. He didn't really stalk me. I'm just joking. But he sent me some comments and said, I love seeing you do your live out in the open, that kind of stuff. And, um, and I said, oh, tell me about what you do. And he told me and I said, you know what? I've been, um, I was the fat kid at school, you know, the last one in every race, all that kind of stuff. And I've had that struggle all my life and I really want to have a program that works. And he said, I think this is going to work for you. And so we're actually working together. So he's my coach, which is really funny because I'm a coach and I have a coach. Um, but he's, it's been great because I've, I'm now, uh, week, started week nine, I think I am. And, yep. and I've, um, I've shared over 10 kilos. So I'm pretty wrapped about that. Exciting. Yeah. So, okay. So back to the... Back to the serious podcast questions. Um, okay, so so now you're working as a personal trainer, and it's a pandemic. So what does that look like for you? Oh well, we've pivoted really quickly to to online, and and what we do has really been set up to be able to do that, Elizabeth. So like you said, you know, I'm coaching you. You're in Melbourne. I'm based in Geelong. We've got people right across the country at the moment, Australia and internationally as well that we work with. Um, so it hasn't actually had a great deal of impact on us. We, I guess the, the preparation had already been done for the last 10 years. I've been doing this for 10 years. So the preparation had already been put in place to be able to help people when they're ready to be helped. And mm. probably from the, the fitness point of view, it's probably, it was the closest thing that I could do to teaching PE. I actually loved teaching PE. I, I loved when kids got it, you know, when that moment happened where they, you know, oh, look, I did it, you know, that I love that look on their face, that light bulb moment. I just really didn't enjoy the meeting to decide the next meeting. The, the, all the bureaucracy drove me nuts. Mm. So um, I just wanted kids more active. I wanted to see them get, you know, I love taking kids out of the school. So, um, yeah, doing sort of fitness work, I guess, was the closest to that that I, that I could have. Um, I have since realised that kids actually listen to you more than adults. So I have worked that out. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah. And, and no comment on my own journey in that <laughs> regard. No, um, no okay. So, <laughs> okay. So um, what, what would you say in terms of transferable skills that you took from your role as a teacher into your role now as a personal trainer and a, and a weight loss coach? 
Yeah, so many transferable skills. And I remember listening to a guy at a conference, a PE teacher's conference. He did a specific course on what you can do outside of teaching. And that probably planted a seed in my brain. He talked about all those transferable skills. So public speaking, for sure. I love public speaking. It's a passion of mine. And it definitely has, you know, it just it's very natural for me from doing all that, from teaching. Planning as well, planning out a year, planning out programs, planning out how to get people from point A to point B. Prioritising as well, working out what needs to be done because I'm sure as all teachers know, you know, it's a condensed squished in day so you have to prioritize um connecting with varying groups of people has definitely that's been a trans transferable skill and i'd say also networking as i said a lot of the the business opportunities that happen as i was getting out of teaching happened through networks through networks of principals or other teachers that i that i'd uh, worked with mm, it sounds like you've done an amazing job at keeping up those connections and and really um tapping into that that team of people who were supportive of you and who wanted the best for you but also could you know point you in the right direction give you some feedback and and a bit of support as well yeah definitely the 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 teaching fraternity i guess from where i'm based here in geelong lots of great people lots of great connections and they have definitely helped me in business in terms of being able to yeah just i guess open doors would be the easy way to put it yeah that's awesome because i think um well i don't know my my experience probably I wouldn't have had the same level of support from my education networks, I don't think. Um, so you must have been a good, a good connector. Um, maybe you got out of the school more too. I wonder if that's part of it, that you actually, because you were teaching an outdoor education program, like, you know, you're outside, you go to athletics carnivals and stuff, you would meet other teachers uh, from outside of your school in a way that maybe most classroom teachers wouldn't have that experience. Yeah, definitely. Uh, running district-related events, you know, with 14 different schools, running then zone-based events with 600-plus kids, taking kids to uh, state-level events. Um, yeah, it just all created a, a big network, I guess, and, and you sort of found the people that you knew you could, I suppose, call on or reach out to mm. and say, hey, I'm looking to do this. That's definitely how... Uh, we grew, we started with one event where we were running with about 200 to 300 kids, a fitness-based event. And we took that from one event, well, I took it to then running it across the state, uh, running in different schools statewide. So, Fantastic. and it was all built on networks. Yeah. And that's all been taken over by the government now? Uh, no, in the end, I, I got to a point, Elizabeth, where I had two businesses essentially running, which was a personal training business and uh, the fitness-based events, which I was doing in conjunction. I had sponsorship from the Athletes Foot and we were taking it right across the state and something I had to give. I had a young family then. I had a, a, um, a toddler and essentially um, I packed it up. I just put away. It's probably still in my shed. All the systems, all the all the uh, years of work. I just essentially said, you know what? I have to. Something has to give, mm. and uh, I, I put it away, and um, yeah, followed the, the fitness path. Right. Okay. I was, you didn't want to sell that business. I uh, looked at all those parameters, and and probably the systems with it just weren't you know, at a standard that, that were good enough to sell. And I know now if I, you know, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but with, with what you can do with technology, if it was the same, same time, it would be a very sellable, I guess, product in that sense because of what you can do with technology, but we just didn't have the means to do it back then. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So 
if it sounds like you actually had a relatively easy transition out and yet I encounter lots of teachers who feel really stuck and lost and overwhelmed by the prospect of leaving and they want to leave. And I actually had someone comment on a post that I did this morning saying, I really want to get out, but I just don't know where to start. So what advice would you give to someone who's feeling stuck like that? Yeah, I guess we're looking back at it feels, it feels reasonably easy. Um, I know at the time it wasn't that easy, but I had, um, Great support from my parents. I actually borrowed five hundred dollars from my parents to start my business. I don't that was know that a lot of money back then, right? I don't. I don't think I've even paid them back. So, you know, it's <laughs> it's a pretty cheap way to start a business. Um, and I had looked at other business models that were, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars for franchises, this sort of stuff, and and just went no way. I'll do it myself. I'll find a way. But I, I had a, a great mentor. Like I said, I called on him and said, listen. I need your advice, mate. I need your I need your help. And he was my first boss here in Geelong. So, and he's still a great mentor for me. Still call on him every now and then. Um, so, I guess that would be my first advice. Would be would be to invest in reaching out to find a mentor, someone that's a bit removed. He was removed at that stage. He was removed from my scenario, so he was able to give me perspective. But that would be my my first step. You, you've and even if you're in teaching and you're, you're not ready to make the move yet would still be to seek mentors outside of teaching someone that can give you a removed perspective because that's something that now I look back on was extremely valuable for me because I honestly I really didn't know what I didn't know back then I thought I had it all together but I had absolutely no idea what I was walking into from a from a business point of view and now having been in business no here's the thing is that no one in business comes knocking on your door to say hey Dale I'll give you a hand to make extra money everyone's competition mm -hmm. you know if, if I go and contact the personal trainer locally here you know they're not usually returning my calls to say yeah I'll, I'll tell you how I've made more money how I've been successful so you've really got to go seeking people that are willing to share what they've learned willing to share their knowledge so if you're looking to head in a business path then you'd be looking to seek out people that have you know, taken that leap and, and moved into business. doesn't even necessarily have to be in the same business field that you're going into, but have experienced it and then are willing to share that as well with you. Yeah, great advice. So that's, um, I think that applies no matter what you decide to do, isn't it? Having, surrounding yourself with great mentors or coaches or um, like in the, the, the weight loss program, I have a dream team, which is my... Yeah. Um, little kind of, um, I, I guess, a, a, a coterie of people who are there to help um, keep me inspired and um, keep me accountable, which is um, helpful and challenging all at once. Yes. Okay, so, so Dale, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to work with you either as a personal trainer or as a, a weight loss coach, what would they need to do? How would they get in touch with you? Yeah, we keep it pretty simple. We say, obviously, phone number. You can obviously give us a call, which is 0411-158-972. We do a lot of communication through Facebook Messenger because it's a great way to connect people. Like you just said, through our dream teams, we can connect people to you and other people as well. So I think there's only one of me on Facebook right now, last time I checked. So Dale Ringen, R-I-N-G-I-N. Um, you can look me up on Facebook or look me up on Messenger. And I'll put the links, those links in the show notes for this episode so people can have a look at that if they want to, um, you know, if they can't remember or they, they need to check on those details. Yep. Um, so, Dale, do you have any regrets of leaving teaching? 
I don't, I don't have any regrets of leaving uh, teaching as like as, as such of getting out of teaching. Um, and because I still have friends that are teachers, uh, uh, we have, I, I, ironically, I coach a lot of, or over the journey, I've coached teachers as well. Uh, it's kind of the iron, it's kind of like a full circle there. But um, so I don't have any regrets of, of getting out of teaching as such. I have a great respect for the teachers of my children right now. I've got teach, you know, children that are primary and secondary age as well. Um, I probably my, my regret is not being coachable enough or teachable enough myself to see where I, I could have gone um, career-wise in terms of, you know, what could I, could I have maybe had a more leadership roles? Because I do remember uh, a boss saying to me, you know, you've got, you've got potential. You've got the ability to, to go places and, and make a difference maybe in schools. And, and I just, I was a little impatient. I asked him what he had to do and how long it took him. And I said, and when he told me, I said, Look, you know, I'm, I don't want to do that stuff and I don't want to wait that long. So I was a little impatient. I was a little um, unteachable in that sense. And it's, it's led me to where I am right now, which I guess is my journey and I'm grateful for that. Mm, okay, great answer. So, Dale, before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you one final question. What's the legacy that you want to leave in the world? Uh, that's a great question, Elizabeth, too. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, I will quote someone. I talk, I'm going to talk about John Maxwell uh, because John Maxwell talks about living your legacy, not leaving your legacy behind. So I don't want to leave a legacy behind. I want to live my legacy. I want it to be now. And that legacy is what I want to, well, I want to live that out for my children to start with. I want to be the example for them. I want to live it out for the people like yourself or people that I coach, people that I work with and the community that we've developed and then uh, live it out for, I guess, the, the future people that come in touch with us and are looking. So I would say um, I want to live out change. Uh, for people, I'd say live out um, being open to change, live out being willing to grow and live out being healthy. It's obviously what I do, but without your health, that, and that that's your physical and your mental health. Without your health, uh, you really can't enjoy everything else. You know, it doesn't matter financially where you are, relationshiply where you are, you, health is underpins everything. And so that's what I want to be able to live out. I've got a, a simple affirmation. I want to be living fit and strong into my hundreds. So I plan on doing this for a long, long time, Elizabeth. Nice one. Thank you so much, Dale. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Get Out of Teaching podcast presented by Larksong Enterprises with your host, Elizabeth Diakos. Do you know someone else who could benefit from hearing more stories of hope and transition from teachers all around the world? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app. Each share helps me reach listeners just like you who can benefit from this content. The Get Out of Teaching podcast is proud to be part of the Experts on Air podcast network. For show notes and other resources, please visit larksong.com.au forward slash podcast.